Welcome to episode three of the Bone Pit Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. I'm Justin Stone, and today we finally have our first guest. We have Mike Jeffers with us. Mike trains with us at the Sanford Grappling Club. So normally when you go to a gym, you always have people after, you know, a few months, they start to pick up on certain moves that they get pretty good at. Well, Mike hasn't quite found that yet, (laughs) except he's great at shit talking, which is very important in your gym. So Mike. What brought you to jiu-jitsu? So I um, am a 33-year-old one-stripe white belt that has been kind of training off and on the past couple of years, mainly due to COVID. You know, my, my old gym closed down. But what brought me to jiu-jitsu originally was just doing something that people say they want to do and say they can, they can do, but... It's a big difference between the haves and have-nots, you know. I was able to go to the gym and and stick it out and train and have fun with a bunch of uh, friends. So what brought you to the Sanford Grappling Club? How did you discover, you know, where we were at? Yeah, so I lived down the street from Sanford Grappling Club, you know, and I'm originally from uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. I was training out of Dover. And then me and my fiance bought a house up here, up in Samford. And honestly, it's right on the on our commute. It's right on the main street. And we saw that they had offered jujitsu. So one day I decided to send an email and see what the details were and kind of went from there. You know, I just saw the sign and jumped right in. Head first. So I was there. Uh, I don't remember what we were going over or what we did exactly on your first class. Uh, I do remember you coming in saying that you hadn't trained for a while and you were having, you were a little bit nervous about, you know, getting back into it since you had been out for, you know, quite a while. And uh, going to be pretty honest here when I, after your first class, I didn't really think you were going to walk back through those doors and we were going to see you again. But I was extremely happy. Our next class, sure enough, you were there. Yeah, I mean, you know, the first couple classes at Sanford Grappling Club were pretty hard. You know, when I first showed up, you know, it was definitely at least two years without training. You know, me and my fiance, we had kids in that time, COVID weight, you know, my a2 didn't even fit when I first came. So it was definitely a adjustment period. And, you know, that's just the difference between the people that train and the people that don't. You know, you got to stick with it. It wasn't discouraging. It was just something I knew I had to get over. And, you know, sure enough, it took a couple weeks. And I felt like I was right back where I was before, you know, taking that COVID break. So you trained with us for... Quite a few months, and then with COVID and all that, and then you know some people getting sick in the gym, and you having some very young twins at the time, you took some time off. 
Yeah, you know, um, like I said, we had twins. Um, they were born at 28 weeks, which is, you know, extremely premature twins. You know, one of them was only two and a half pounds. The other was three. So, you know, they weren't very big. We were in the hospital for, geez, like four months with them just getting bigger, getting healthy. And it was a, a tough decision to make, but it kind of an easy one at the same time because, you know, if I got sick and brought that home, you know, my, my kids are going back in the hospital for God knows how long. And it was just something that I had to do. It was like the first time making a decision, not for myself, but for, you know, my family at that point. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how like gyms are, they're kind of like daycares for adults of, as far as like, you know, how one guy comes in, you know, that's not really feeling that great, probably shouldn't be there, but he's like, ah, screw it, I'm going to train anyway. And then next thing you know, there's four or five of us that, you know, now we're missing class because we're not feeling great. And then that's just bad for everybody. So if you're sick, stay home. But pretty much the entire time that you were out, we, uh, we all still stayed in contact uh, over Instagram Messenger mostly, and you just talked a lot of shit about how you're gonna, you know, get us all when you came back. And we were all looking forward to it, and we were all extremely pumped when you were, you know, you were able to join us again. And you've been back with us since, going hard. Got a stripe. We're still waiting for you to uh, get us all though. It's coming. (laughs) (laughs) You got a stripe in front of uh, Pete the Greek. That was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, that was obviously one of my greatest jiu-jitsu accomplishments so far. Pete the Greek was there. Travis. A lot lot of other people from other gyms came up for that seminar. I think what the the, the most... The, the biggest thing I'm going to remember is that, you know, my family was actually there. My kids were there. My wife was there. My fiance. It was a, it was a really, really good time. I, I uh, had a had a blast that Saturday. Yeah, I remember your wife being there because you asked me to roll with you and then walked down to the end of the mat in front of your wife and then proceeded to wrist lock me and make me look foolish in front of her. So... Got to do what you got to do, you know. She she always hears these stories of how I do, and you know, she when I come home and I'm just bummed out that uh, you know maybe I didn't have the best end of class, so to say, or maybe I had a great end of class and I'm excited. And she always gets that um, the the back end of it, so to say. But to have her see me roll for the first time and and get you, you know, she was like, you know, that Justin guy. I don't know, maybe this isn't for him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She didn't say that, but you know, it was definitely uh it was a fun time. I think everyone was, had a great time. Pete the Greek came up, wristlocked the world, be wristlocking ever since. I will say for being a smaller type school, um Travis has been awesome as far as our seminars go. Uh his best friend Keith, amazing black belt. He's done a few. Mm-hmm. Uh we got Majid Hage. I just missed that one when he came. It was crazy to see him at ADCC competing. And then he was at our gym. It's like, it's just amazing. 
Yeah, it was pretty wild. He taught us how to do the baseball bat choke. Super cool guy. I got to roll with him. I tried to wrist lock him unsuccessfully. <laughs> so I've only trained. I really wouldn't count Biddeford as like a different school because it was us just in a different location, the Sanford Grappling Club. I did train at one other place one time. Um, but you have been to several gyms. How's that been? Yeah, you know, I've started, you know, when I started, I a buddy brought me over and was like, you know, you should come to this gym, you know, trains, you know, see what we could do. I've always been into, you know, the UFC or, you know, any sort of martial art competition. So I was like, you know, I'll give it a go. And, you know, come to find out the guy who told me to come, he, he wasn't even there that day, which is kind of ironic. And... The gym I went to, you know, I didn't know anything. I was greener than green coming in, not knowing how to shrimp, not knowing how to bump, not knowing how to get up on a hip or how important that is when you're, you know, on your back, on the ground. And it was the most miserable time of my life. Like I would leave class and I would just be so upset. I'm not learning anything. And now do you think that had something to do with the school itself and how you were being taught? You know, I, I don't want to talk ill of this gym because, you know, they, they're they all killers there as well. And, you know, I think anyone who puts on a gi and, and throws that belt around their waist is, you know, worth their weight in gold, so to say. But, you know, yeah, I think we wouldn't really drill anything. It would be more of just live rolling and you would have to ask the questions of what you want to learn. And when you don't know anything... You don't even know what to ask. And I think it was just a lot of, you know, different personalities there. And it wasn't as welcoming as, you know, Sanford Grappling Club. You know, we're a family up here. And I have no issue asking any question. You know that, Justin. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I definitely think it was just the way that they taught. Not, you know, what they taught was quality, sure. But it's, I don't know what to ask. I don't know. Is, is my hand in the right position or, or what have you, you know? So I was just getting beat on a day and night over there. I don't really know how, you know, a lot of other gyms work, obviously. Um, but from all the feedback I've gotten from other guys that have, you know, either taken, you know, just showed up to take a class to fill in an extra night or like Matt, our purple belt, who's from Georgia, real like down South, gritty you know type jujitsu uh he just can't say enough and just praises you know how travis does it you know with the drilling and drill to kill <laughs> that's right and for me i i really like it sometimes you know if it's not your move and you're having a hard time picking it up like obviously it gets frustrating when you're doing it for an entire month but that's what you need to do to you know to get better at it. So you're still, I mean, you've been to different gyms, you've trained, you know, with a lot of different people, still pretty new to the game. Uh, what would you say so far? I mean, obviously you said like your greatest moment was, you know, getting your, your stripe with Pete the Greek and all them being there, but what's the biggest thing you've taken away from jujitsu so far? 
my biggest takeaway of jujitsu is just, you know, gaining confidence outside the gym, you know, knowing that I can do something that, you know, a week, a month, you know, what have you, I couldn't do, you know, rolling jujitsu, it's very humbling, you know, you'll get tapped out five times, but each time you get tapped out, you know, you're learning and you're gaining experience and then, you know, that's invaluable. And, it's one of the hardest things I think that you can do, you know, you can run a marathon, you can, you know, lift weights all you want, but when someone's trying to choke you out and you're able to escape that, you know, that's really where the rubber meets the road, you know, it's the greatest sport, in my opinion. Was the lifting weights part a shot at Jason? No, that's a shot at Dante. No, I'm just kidding, Dante. <laughs> no, no, it's, you know, it's just, you see all the, you know, the crossfitters and stuff, and it's like, sure, that you can do all that, but, you know, can you get on the mat for 10 minutes? You know, just don't, don't get me wrong, I can barely do 10 minutes, but it, it's definitely a different different type of energy. It's a different type of, it's, you know, exercise. It's just, you know, you get into a fight, you know, that could potentially be life or death. You know, that's an extreme, of course, but... You know, when we're drilling, you know, we're getting choked out. We're, our limbs are getting stretched and contorted and all this. You know, it's it's seri- could, could potentially be some serious stuff that happens, some serious implications. That's one of the things that I tell, like, people that I work with that, you know, don't do it or whatever. I'm like, there's, there's nothing that mimics, yeah, you, you know. You can't simulate it. You know, what it's like to actually roll with somebody or you know, it's, you're in combat with the other person, basically like, and in a competition, if you're being choked, I mean, if there wasn't a referee there, you could die. So I always, you know, that's always kind of the back of your mind and same thing with the training partner. I mean, you, you have to know that that person's going to take care of you and not try to hurt you. And luckily we're at a place where, you know, we really don't have to worry about that. So after your, you know, rather short time still, just like me, um, neither of us are in any place to really give any solid advice to, about anything about jujitsu. But what would you say to somebody who, you know, was really kind of thinking about it, you know, was on the fence about it, was nervous about starting? You know, what would you tell that person? You know, jujitsu is not for everyone, and it's definitely something that you you have to either get it or don't. I guess um, the biggest advice I would give someone thinking about it is give it a shot. You know, you're not gonna know if you're gonna like it or not if you don't go. You know, you're not gonna know if it's something that is gonna be the one of the biggest parts of your life if you don't go and and try it out. You know, it's you're not going to, your first class, your first couple of classes, you're not, or shouldn't really get hurt. It's really, you know, a lot of gyms do a free first week, you know, just go try it out, you know, take a buddy, just, it's, it's definitely something that once you get there and, and you start learning and you start becoming friends with these people that you roll with, you know, it's definitely, you know, a family environment at our gym. We, I can't speak for you, Justin, but, you know, I love everyone I roll with. I would do anything for any of them. It's something that if you don't go try it, you're not going to know. You know, just 
throw throw caution to the wind, try it once, and go from there. I'd say for me, it's I I definitely I respect and I do love everybody at the gym. I mean, there's obviously the love and hate like situations at certain points. You know, an elbow goes the wrong way, or you know, there's just no way of avoiding it. But yeah, I mean, I consider most of the guys. Pretty much all the guys that we train with on a regular basis, you know, some of my best friends. Um, we do have the ones that come in from time to time that just pick up classes here and there. You know, like I said in the other podcast, like, you know, people have families, people have obligations. They, you know, they can't make it all the time. And that's better than, you know, making it once a week is better than making it none at all, you know. But as far as like, getting upset or you know mad at somebody in in the class it's definitely happened i've definitely seen other people do it um you know we had one incident not going to get into you know real details but one person just you know they packed up their stuff and they just walked out because they felt like if they were going to keep going then you know it probably could escalate it into something else and you know good on them for doing that but that's what happens when you're with these people you know four days out of the week. So there was something that I wanted to ask you about specifically. So we've been doing a little bit more Nogi and uh, you are probably the newest as far as the Nogi goes. How are you uh, adjusting and liking that? Yeah. You know, Nogi is, it's a different, different animal. You know, there's, a lot less um, to kind of hide behind, so to say. You know, you don't have your grips. You know, it's a lot faster paced. I feel like you have to be a little bit more aggressive, a little bit quicker, not as methodic through your movements, so to say, as compared to the gi. But the transition is, in my opinion, been pretty seamless. Like I went to my first no-gi class up here, Sanford Grappling Club, and, you know, I think I got over on some people, some people got over on me, you know, and that's just the way jiu-jitsu goes overall, but I think, you know, if you're going to be a straight gi practitioner, you know, that's limits you. If you're going to do no gi and gi or just no gi, you know, just all different types of experiences, it's definitely a kind of a different beast, but... I've I've been enjoying it for sure. I can't wait for my next one. I've definitely become I love the gi, obviously. I don't want to stop training in the gi. Uh the no gi thing has definitely I feel like it's progressed my game quite a bit. And I feel like I have like I don't know. For some reason I feel like I'm a little better in the with no gi. But obviously, it's not a lot because I'm not very good to begin with. So, in the gi or without the gi. For me, no gi is... I like the fast pace of it. I like that it's very hard to stall. Um, It's easier to... You have a lot better chance of fighting off, you know, certain submissions. The only thing that makes me a little bit weary is obviously the slipperiness, you know... Uh, especially how the mats get, you know, twisting, tweaking something. But it all comes with the territory, I guess. 
So like I said earlier, Mike's a little bit of a shit talker, which I think is great. The banner that goes on back and forth between all of us makes class that much more fun. Maybe a little frustrating for Travis sometimes trying to, it's like trying to corral some kittens. <laughs> but uh, who would you say is the your nemesis right now? I mean, I, I, I'll take anyone on at the gym right now. I'm coming for heads. You know, I don't really, you know, it's all in fun in all seriousness. You know, it's, it's all in fun. You know, I think it just brings out the competitor in me when, when I'm rolling to, to shit talk. You know, if I'm rolling with Jay, yeah, I'm going to fucking talk shit about how jacked he is and how, you know, he sure can crush me, but, you know, maybe he's not as swift or... You know, T2, you know, he's a little punk ass. I, I definitely talk shit to him a little bit. But, you know, I, I think I distribute it pretty fairly throughout the the, the school, so to say. Um, never to Travis. Travis, you're my goat. But, you know, that kid, Ethan, you know, he can come get it anytime, anywhere, any place. He's being funny. His name is actually Evan. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Evan, you know, he's a great kid. Love rolling with him. He's very strong, very quick, a little fast. Uh, you know, once he slows down and sets some stuff up, he, I think he's going to be a killer. He's someone to watch out for. He uh, he developed a very, very decent triangle game right out of the bat. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Dante with his rear naked chokes. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that all came from, but it's like, all these new guys coming in right off the street with, you know, a week or so, two couple weeks of training or just, yeah, I'm not really sure. But us guys that have been hanging around for a little while, when I say a little while, it's, you know, a year. It feels like it's been forever. But, you know, we always got to keep stepping it up. But, yeah, the talking and the bannering and, you know. When someone looks across, you know, the mat just glances at you and you give them a slight hand gesture for, you know, and just laugh. You know, those are all things that, you know, we do. It, it's, it just makes things fun. It keeps things interesting. Like I said, it's probably a little frustrating for Travis sometimes, but he's, you know, he's a really good sport about it. And he's definitely not afraid to get in on it too. And, uh, yeah, that's just another thing that, you know, Makes going there that much more fun. So you're a couple years into it. You've met some great people. You've learned some stuff. You have an end goal as far as what you'd like to achieve. You know, it's funny you bring that up because I was just talking about that with my fiance. You know, she's like, you know, how far are you going to take this? I brought up private classes to her and she's like, you know, you're not going to make it anywhere you know i'm 33 years old i'm a short king but it's something that i love to do i don't really have an end goal i just was just want to see how far i can take it you know can i get my blue belt can i get you know you know i don't even want to think further than that to be honest because you know nothing's guaranteed in this sport in this life in this world but, you know, I I just want to, you know, kind of see how far I can take it. See if I can train until my kids start training so then we can train together and make it a little family affair. You know, there's really no end goal to this 
game, you know. I know I'm not going to be doing any crazy competitions, making any money off of this. It's just a hobby, and it's something I think will keep us young, you know, and something that there really isn't an end to it, and that's great. You know, I, I get what I get out of it. You get what you get out of it. Those things could be two completely different things, but really no end goal. I just want to train and have fun. You know, that's really the my goal right now. Yeah, that's awesome. So when we originally talked about doing this and my original plan with the whole bone pit and everything was I was going to have people here. We were actually going to roll video it and post it on YouTube and the Instagram page and all that, which actually I got to remember to set up that Instagram page. And uh, then we were going to talk about the role and all that. So the people listening could actually see, you know, what goes down. But unfortunately tonight, my ribs over the last, well, since I've started jujitsu have not been great. And what we're going over right now is not particularly helping the situation any, but we'll get through it. And, but Mike will be back. I, uh, any white belt that I talk to, I want to get them back in here, you know, months down the road, check in, see how they're doing, see how they've progressed, see what's changed, see if they're still even doing it. And, uh, yeah, I want to thank you for coming over and being on the podcast yeah, I had a great time. You know, it was really fun. Very honored to to be the the first guest. You know, see how the sausage is made, as they say. And uh, <laughs> you know, I'll definitely be back at the Bone Pit. You know, I've been here once already to roll with no gi. Can't wait to roll with the gi and uh, take that undefeated title from you. So that's right. I did go undefeated that <laughs> night. So I gotta I gotta get a little belt for the <laughs> the Bone Pit champion, I guess. But uh. Yeah, thank you for listening to episode three. And uh, yeah, just like you did with this podcast, and I hope you do with your training, just keep showing up. I'm Justin Stone. This is the Bone Pit Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Thanks for listening.